I think it came off my Spotify recommends yeah. uh, thing the other day. A podcast called Laying Down the Law, Warhammer 40k. L-O-R-E. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, I quite like the lore of Warhammer 40,000. I've got, like, a few hours to kill <laughs> okay. when, I'm, when I'm walking up and down the road, going, yeah. going to town and back. I'm just sort of like, oh, I just need something to just blur out the noise of, of the real world. Yeah, traffic. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, the lore of Warhammer 40k... Pretty interesting in some ways yeah. as to how how much you can push Grimdark yep. before it gets <laughs> too depressing, um, and I was right. Um, and uh, the the podcast, I was like, oh, these, these are going to be like at least some guys just talking through the law, or just one person mm. talking through the law of Warhammer Forty Thousand. Yeah, it begins with. And we know nothing about Warhammer Forty Thousand. I'm just like, there's a podcast. Niche, of... <laughs> <laughs> like every Warhammer Forty Thousand podcast I've listened to, which arguably is not many. Yeah, two um, have been have started. Well, John Frankie Kennedy from yeah. the Orcs Are Ducks podcast yeah. pretends to know everything about Warhammer and mm-hmm. doesn't. Doesn't know anything about Warhammer. Doesn't know anything. Yeah. They admitted it. They don't know anything about well, Warhammer. They know some stuff, like the Orcs are a fungus. Yeah, but they before before they started the podcast, yeah. they had no idea, and they admitted that on record. Yeah. Right. The first thing I hear when I open this other podcast is we don't know anything about Warhammer. I'm just like. What are the odds that I pick the other... <laughs> the other Warhammer podcast in which, uh, in which like, the, the people know nothing about? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's one one of the three guys who okay. knows a lot about it, who's grown up with it, and he's teaching them about it, and right. they've got silly questions about it and stuff. Okay. It's a pretty, pretty nice podcast. There's, there's loads of these, right, where, like, people watch through a series, and one of them hasn't seen it, and one of them has. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, right, yeah, like, like a talk-through yeah. kind of thing. And I, I recommend it, mm-hmm. um, if, you, if you're in any way interested in the lore of Warhammer, because not only do they go through the lore of Warhammer, they start from, like, the production of it. Mm-hmm. Like go through it as it it's been produced from the start and how it got started. Okay, yeah. And what yeah. the law was at the beginning, and then going through all the additions. That's cool. And what's been added. I was like, this is a pretty interesting. Thing. I like it when people do that. I yeah. like it. I like it when like I I kind of have some of that on the edges of my my periphery for like D and D's history. Yeah. And um, I find that very interesting. I wish there was a better collated place because it's so fucking wild for yeah. D&D. <laughs> I bet it is, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a little bit of D&D in it as well. Cause, like Warhammer, like the tabletop RPG mm-hmm. game and stuff are mentioned in that. And like, yeah. this is another way to use your minis yeah. from that. That's how it got started. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. I mean, I, uh, 1995, 1996... I had a Warhammer Quest. Yeah. And uh, I still have it. Well, yeah. I still have most of it and some of the models. Um, and uh, and it was, I now understand, a stand-in for a and d game. Yeah. You pull out a card. It tells you what tile to put down for the next room of the dungeon. Yeah. You walk, you walk your little characters into the dungeon and then there's a bunch of, I don't know, fucking spiders or a minotaur yeah. or some rats. It's, it's D&D for people who like Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> In what way? Like, it's all just written out for you. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Okay, I can see. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you fight the little creatures, and then um, you get some gold. Hmm. And then at the back of the book, there's a page that tells you what you can buy with your gold. And it means nothing. <laughs> Right? It's like you can get a donkey for 60 gold pieces. Oh, wow. And it's like, brilliant. Can I bring that in the dungeon with me? No. 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 It's just so I can say my character has a donkey. <laughs> for 10,000 gold pieces, you can get a castle. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. What does that do? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely fuck all. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah. It's just there. You, it's what you leave to go on your adventures. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's very much like, you know, one of these early like, you know, this is what we do in D&D, so we better put it in the in the Warhammer game. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. It's a mechanic we don't understand. Mm-hmm. But it's in D&D, so we're going to have to put it in. <laughs> People are going to want to buy a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> Michael. And- Michael, people are going to want to buy a donkey when they come back from their adventures. An invisible donkey. A a completely imaginary donkey. They're going to want to buy it with their imaginary gold. (laughs) Why are we giving them gold if not to buy a donkey? (laughs) What's the point of it? (laughs) One of the the funniest things I found was the um, deodorant deodorant can speeder. (laughs) What? So, like, um, back in the day when, like, you had very limited models, mm. people would, like, kitbash a yeah. lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, designs for a speedy you could make out of a deodorant, <laughs> like cool. a roll-on deodorant yeah. uh, bottle. <laughs> like, I, I had to Google it. I was like, I cannot see this in my mind yeah. at all. Because I'm just imagining, like, the cylindrical ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not imagining, like, the sort of flat, yeah. flat roll-on deodorants. Mm-hmm. I had to Google it. It's fascinating. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> it looks like something from fucking Blade Runner. It's yeah, great. That creativity is really good. I, yeah. I, like that's the best part about that hobby. Yeah. Um, is just messing about, like making things up. Yeah. It's... But like making things up, like you know, craft style rather than narrative style. Yeah, yeah. And then and you can just buy buy everything now. Everything's been built. Yeah. I've pre-built got, uh, already. I've got two. I've got swaps of Director Krennic. <laughs> I bought you those for your birthday. Yeah, you did. I, said, I, I bought one, but Amazon <laughs> gave me two. I was like, well, I'll, I, I, yeah, I guess I'll just give you two of them. <laughs> what you should have done, Tom, is you should have said, right, here's your birthday present. Yeah. I've also got one. We'll both make ours. And then we'll, 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 play, we'll play Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. What was it called? What was it called? Uh, Star Wars Legion, isn't Legion, it? Legion, yeah. 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 Um, we'll play Star Wars Legion, just Krennic versus Krennic. <laughs> it's like Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. They're in a legal battle. Yeah. Yeah. Of who... who yeah, because uh... that's his strength. Yeah, yeah. He's not, like, got any force He's not physical, yeah. Like, yeah, he's got a gun, I guess. He's Yeah, just backbiting. Yeah. Political backbiting is what, is what Krennic's there <laughs> for. Krennic versus Krennic. <laughs> spy versus spy yeah you leave bombs in a in a <laughs> armchair it's uh yeah I, I put it here because I was like oh what if you just introduce Ben Mendelssohn as a character in, into one of your D&D stories <laughs> you yeah. need a model yeah I will need a model if I want to I'm doing D&D I'll need a model if um I want to put director Krennic in it <laughs> Put Ben Mendelsohn in. Just taken completely wholesale from Star Wars. 
I've just introduced a vampire to my uh, to my campaign, so maybe I'll use I'll use Director D- Krennic. Director Krennic, yeah, as, as the vampire's model. Yeah. <laughs> Count Krennic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does he say in that movie? Something about being in a farm. He says a lot. <laughs> he says some. Yeah, he says some stuff, doesn't he, in that film? Yeah, yeah. It's not his most iconic character, but no. it does have his 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 most iconic hat. Little uh, burger. Burger flipper hat. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, One of those tall lads. What, what would be Ben Mendelsohn's most iconic character? Ben Mendelsohn's most iconic character, like probably, unfortunately, he wasn't particularly iconic. I mean, I think he's he did a really good job in um, Captain Marvel. He always does a good job. Yeah. He always, always does a good job. But I, I don't know if you can call that iconic. No. Whereas Rogue One, like. I I feel, I feel there's because he's he's acting up against CG Peter Cushing. He is. He's also though acting. He has that one, maybe the scene that he is most iconically known for mm. is the one where he's you know stalking with those stormtroopers through the yeah. through the through the fields through the field yeah um, where he, where he lands miles away from the farm and then walks all yeah. the way there yeah yeah um, and like. He, in that, he's up against um, Matt Mickelson. Yeah. So, like, that's a genuinely tense exchange. It is a, 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 a kind of... if, if they weren't even acting, yeah. it'd be quite scary to be in that room. <laughs> yeah, in between the two of them. Yeah. Mm. Just, you're just like, what's going to what's gonna kick off here? I want to know what the working relationship is between Ben Mendelsohn and Matt Mickelson. Because uh. I, I, I bet it's, like, you know, fine. Mm. But you know how, like, people make, make, make friends on... Yeah. Um, Unlike on, on set, I bet Ben Mendelssohn's an absolute lad. Yeah. On set, I bet he's great fun. Yeah, I bet he's bouncing off the walls. Whereas yeah. Mads Mikkelsen's like, Ben, don't do it. I just <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't. Ben, that... get down from the ladder. <laughs> don't put that fake poo in the cupboard. <laughs> stop, stop pulling pranks with the. <laughs> Stop pulling pranks with the catering team. <laughs> I just want my banoffee pie. <laughs> the key grip is going to be very angry if you put that bucket of glitter above the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, where do you keep producing these buckets of glitter from, then? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I've just got buckets of glitter. Oh. Bring them all with me. If you see my trailer, it's mostly buckets of glitter. Mostly buckets of glitter. He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> the clown, clown on set. Yeah, it. yeah, he's, he's just clowning around Absolute the lad. whole time. Yeah, absolute lad. Him and Samuel Samuel Jackson's in the same position Mads Mikkelsen's in in, yeah. in Captain Marvel and uh, <laughs> and Secret Invasion. Benjamin, <laughs> come on! I have had it with, with these motherfuckers! Fucking buckets of glitter. <laughs> With this motherfucking glitter in these motherfucking buckets. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame he doesn't really act up against anyone in Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who's he, who's he going to be up against? Fucking... Uh, I can't even remember that the child. name. The child. The child. <laughs> the child from Ready Player One. <laughs> I guess maybe Simon Pegg once. <laughs> Spielberg. Day. Yeah, he acted up against Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> just buckets of glitter poured on Spielberg. <laughs> As he's directing the post. <laughs> she did at the same time, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I he, so. he goes on to the next studio and, and pours glitter on the set of the post. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what? This why... film needs... More glitter. That's why when you watch the post in Blu-ray, it looks like the set of Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, it's glitter just <laughs> scattered all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> when you watch the post in Blu-ray, yeah. like, like, like anyone bought that on Blu-ray. <laughs> I bet someone did. Like, it's a good film to watch at the cinema once. Yeah. And like, that's if you're interested. No one is going out and buying the post <laughs> on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's fair. If you bought the post on Blu-ray, photo photo it and <laughs> send it in. Evidence, yeah, please, photographic we evidence. We don't believe you. Yeah, we don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> this is where John Franklin Kennedy goes out and buys it. <laughs> A new character appears. Yeah. <laughs> A new character appears. <laughs> the post buyer. <laughs> Margaret. On Twitter. Who loves the post. Yep. She went to see it in the cinema. Yeah. And she's loved it ever since. Or perhaps she missed it in the cinema yeah. because she um, had to. Uh, she was. She had a bad leg mm. that time. Yeah. Um, of course. She had a bad leg because she had gout. She loves red meat. Does does Margaret? <laughs> and so she had gout for that time. Yeah. Couldn't get down to the cinema. Missed it in the cinema. Uh, and so then when it came out she got someone to buy her a blu-ray player yeah just yeah so she could watch the post that's all she has yeah that's all she's just got the copy of the post <laughs> it's the only dvd the only, only only media she's got yeah tom hanks and meryl streep doing a serviceable performance <laughs> only really serving to make ready player one worse yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah basically it was two Spielberg films that came out that year, The Post and Ready Player One. Mm. Both both ultimately meaningless. I mean, isn't all art ultimately meaningless? But like it did, like nothing really nothing really happened in any of those movies. I mean, they looked great, they sounded great. I guess I guess yeah, because really what happened in Ready Player One? A load of people jerked around in a in a yeah. uh, in a Tank. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Same with the Matrix. What really happens in the Matrix, Tom? It's people uh, people jerking, jerking around, around in a tank. tank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People jerk around in a tank too. <laughs> people <laughs> jerk around in a tank three. Yeah. It's all it's all you do nowadays, people isn't it? People jerking around in the tank revolutions. Yeah. <laughs> Just going round and round and round. Like uh yeah, the post it's it's about the vi- I've seen it. Mm. I went to see it at the cinema. I was like, that's alright. I'll never watch it again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was on the plane, and I decided to watch something else. <laughs> what did you watch? Lincoln. <laughs> Funnily enough, oh, another oh, Spielberg oh, movie. Oh, Vampire that... Hunter. No, 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 no. Oh, the, uh, the, the, the 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 equivalent of a dramatic dramatic performance of a Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> hey, Ken Burns has got some interesting documentaries. Hey. He's like, and they should stay as documentaries. Yep. Yeah. If you dramatize them, yeah. very boring, as we found out in Lincoln. I enjoy the movie Lincoln. <laughs> and yet, I call it incredibly boring. What, what did India watch? I don't know. 
You don't know. I don't know. All I, all I know is, um, oh no, she watched um, the one about the American football player and Sandra Bullock, where they adopt him. They adopt they an American. Adopt an American they adopt player. an American football player. I can't remember what it was called. It's like the sideline or something <laughs> okay. like that. They adopt an American. It's okay. a true story right. about an American football and player and Sandra Bullock. Yeah, and Sa- not Sandra Bullock. Like <laughs> Sandra Bullock's playing someone. Madonna did it for Africa, and um, yeah, and Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Bullock did it for the NFL. Did it for the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Just going into a place she's not wanted. Yeah. and adopting people. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she got off the plane, her friends said, "Oh yeah, I've heard about that." Isn't that the one where he's now suing the family? Oh, really? <laughs> like, it ends on a really happy note, and then she got the sequel <laughs> thrown at her when she got off the plane. Wow, bad parents. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I don't know. Like, they adopted a fully grown man. <laughs> <laughs> we bought a zoo. We adopted a football player. <laughs> Oh, we're really in it now. It is that kind of movie, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like the sort of all-American, like, we're doing something silly. (laughs) We we adopted an American football player. We're silly Americans. Oopsie doopsie. Oopsie doopsie. Oopsie doopsie. We adopted a baseball player. The land of the free where dreams are made. (laughs) Woo-wee, the American dream. Adopting a football player. I assume the majority of the adopting a football player movie is just the court battle as to whether or not you can adopt a football player. Um, and, And just like, I... Live in a free country. Isn't isn't this not America? It's just it's just deck the halls. Like it's just <laughs> someone deciding they want to do something that shouldn't really be possible. Yeah. Because it shouldn't really be possible. Yeah. I wanna have my house seen from space. I wanna adopt an American football player. Now I'm gonna throw this out there and say Sandra Bullock adopts an American football player <laughs> might be simplifying it a bit too much. <laughs> Listen, Tom, this is all I know about this movie. Yeah. This I, is all I got to go on. I cannot even remember the name of this movie. I'll, I'll see if I can find it on IMDb. Um, <laughs> Just Google Sandra Bullock adopts an American football player. Yeah. Right? The sideline. The blind side. That's the blind one. Side. I put the side and it came up. Um, so... The story of Michael Oha, a homeless and traumatised boy who who became an All-American football player and first-round NFL draft pick with the help of a caring woman and her family. So I guess she helped him become an American football player. Oh, so he wasn't an American football player when she adopted him. I, I, no idea. Mm, okay. But I, I do like the idea that he was like a really successful American that football seems, player. That seems like a, a, a very interesting way of getting around the restrictions on adopting American football players, Tony. <laughs> he wasn't, a, it's, he, it's he wasn't an American football player before. Yep. It's against the law. To, as we all know, it's against the law to adopt an American football player. Yeah. Uh, but if he's not an American footballer, <laughs> Technically, before when you adopt him and then becomes an American football player, then that's fine. If you adopt a homeless man and train him to become an American football player, yeah, exactly. then yeah, yeah, that's that's live your dreams. Yep. If you want to own an American football player, <laughs> and by own I mean adopt. <laughs> yeah, live your dreams. Yeah. 
uh, in your fields of dreams. What, I mean, what you can do in America is you is there's you know you you you. It's, the American dream, isn't it, really? Yeah. To adopt an American football player. <laughs> um, what What is the genre this week? I um, wedding rom coms. Wedding rom coms. Speaking of Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Sandra Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> wedding yeah. rom coms. Put her in the title post, didn't I? Yeah. The proposal. What's the proposal about? Um, it's about. Isn't it about blackmail and not a proposal? Yes, exactly yeah. that. Yeah. It's um like uh, it's it's been on like twice when I've been nearby and I've never actually sat down and watched it. Like <laughs> she's a business guy. <laughs> yeah. She's very important business guy. Yeah. She's got no time for romance. There you go. For three years, Andrew Paxton has slaved as the assistant to Margaret Tate, a hard-driving editor at a New York publisher. When Margaret, a Canadian... She's facing deportation, that's the one. That she's mm. going to get deported uh, right. back to Canada. <laughs> oh, um, what? <laughs> that doesn't sound uh, bad she, at all. She has a she has a she an expired visa. Okay. So she asks her assistant... Um, to marry her. Right. Which is uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah. Uh, or someone who looks suspiciously <laughs> like Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Uh, suspiciously like 2009 Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, Pre-Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds. Pre-Green Lantern, post-Blade Trinity yes. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe so. Yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, He's. She offers him a promotion if mm. he'll marry her. Right. And basically, they have to do a whole sham wedding. Mm. Um, do they though? They could just go to the registry office and get married. <laughs> I guess they've. Got, I. I. My. 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 Um. My kind of like part. Like my sense memory is that there is a looming marriage inspection like like deportation officer <laughs> a marriage inspection yeah you know like a, a sort of a, someone someone like a you know they're, they're, they're kind of shitty with green cards aren't they yeah, yeah uh, the, the, those people that go around and go is this a proper marriage yeah 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 they do, with, they do with that. the bells and whistles they and do that. that they do do that they do they yeah. do do that. They gotta they gotta see that the family is like there and the, the whatever's there and that's all all that sort of thing to show that it's a real love situation. Um, uh, anyway, it all, it's all crazy kooky because oh, they're like oh I can't do this and then they fall in love and then, yeah it's fine. <sighs> all right, fair, okay. <laughs> I'm amazed that she doesn't want to be deported back to Canada. Yeah, I, like, I guess she. I guess her job, her important publishing job, is in America. Yeah, I guess this is like pre 2020, yeah. where like remote working isn't is a thing from the future. Yeah, that's you know, true. like you, like imagine working from home all the time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, like Canada has. Like, Canada is like America, but it, it worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that right? Yeah. Well, like, uh, like from, from, what, from, from what we get in the news, yeah. it's like, um, America, every day there's a mass shooting and no one can afford the health care. Yeah. Canada, no guns, nationalised health care. Yeah. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably got a lot of problems as well. I think it it, it does, but like, 
Not far off. Yeah, yeah. It's better, better version of America. <laughs> better version of America. Slightly. And and that's what I mean by it's like America, slightly, but it worked. Very yeah. slightly better version of America. <laughs> one of, one of the one of the main downsides to living in Canada is that you live adjacent to America. And we can't and we can't talk. We live in arguably a place that's about as bad as America. Yeah, yeah. It's America without the guns. It is America without the guns and a and, lot smaller. And nationalised healthcare. What I described, Matt, was, yes. <laughs> was us. <laughs> what I described Canada. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, but wedding rom-coms, you've seen mm. uh, Love, actually. Is that a wedding rom-com? Is there a wedding in that movie? I think so. Is it not? Not actually. Isn't that I love you, will you, the whole, like, isn't there a marriage in that? Maybe. It's been a while. So there's I a lot of stories. I that. But Four maybe, weddings and a funeral. That's definitely got several. That's that's weddings. got several weddings yeah. in. Yeah. Um, Love actually, it might have a wedding in. It's lots of little uh, stories, isn't it? Yeah, I, I know, assumed there was one. Yeah, I know. Love actually has Christmas. Love actually is Christmas, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's it the is. big event that everything's leading up yeah. to. Christmas is not actually all around us, but love actually is all around us. As says Bill Nye. Yeah, that's what he. That's what he says at the Did end. Did I get that right? Maybe because I haven't seen this movie, Tom. No. So uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm given the understanding. That You've never seen Love, actually. No. You're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> like Love, actually, is one of those films that's increasingly got worse and worse. Mm. As the years have gone by, like I think I really missed my chance to to, to watch Love Actually and be told by anyone in the room that it, they were enjoying. It. Yeah, <laughs> you missed the chance to to watch it with a rose tinted 3D glasses yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like. <laughs> I wish I missed the chance. I missed my chance in life to watch Love Actually. Look around the room and see any happy faces. <laughs> There's still still some people. It's fewer and fewer every year. <laughs> yeah. That still enjoy love, actually. Um, what other what other wedding rom coms are there? Because uh, it is a, it's a, a, a robust subgenre. Yeah, four weddings and a funeral. Mm-hmm. Wedding crashes. Yes, starring Owen Wilson, and Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in their heyday. Yeah. Yeah, when they worked together on quite a few projects. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's uh, oh, Meet the Fuckers is a wedding movie. Yes, and Meet the Parents. Is it a wedding movie? Yeah, Meet the Parents has a wedding at the end. At the end. Yeah, because because um, they they play water volleyball mm. and uh, and breaks. The guy's nose. Ben Stiller, yeah, breaks the bride's nose. Oh yeah, like, there by, you go. by spiking oh, it in her course. face. Um, and of course, my favourite wedding movie, um, Sonic the Hedgehog Two. There is a wedding in Sonic the Hedgehog Two. <laughs> but I was actually going to say my favourite wedding movie, Palm Springs. Oh yeah, that's my favourite wedding rom com. That is a good yeah. That is a good uh, a good movie with uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that recently. With with Adam Sandler? No, no, no. Um, Adam Sandler? Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. You you can see where I went wrong. I mean, it's the same initials, and they've both got sand in them. Yeah, they're both known for their comedic stylings. They're both known for the the quantity of sand they have in them. (laughs) Yes. Andy Sandberg. Yeah. That's the one. Um. (laughs) The one that we missed on... uh, The one that we missed out on being Star-Lord. 
Yeah. I, I realised the other day. Yeah, very yeah. much so. I was like, damn it, he would be <laughs> a great good, Star Lord. Yeah. Seems like an okay guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you want anyone else to play that role. <laughs> just any fucker else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why has it still got to be him? Can't they just swap him up? <laughs> they, they did it with War Machine. Why can't they do it with Chris Pratt? <laughs> Take him out, CG him. <laughs> the guy who played War Machine only asked for more money. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, Chris Pratt defected to Nintendo. You should get <laughs> defected. <laughs> yeah, she get taken out of all the movies for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what else is there? Like Palm Springs on Amazon Prime, isn't it? Is, is good. it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should see it because mm. it's um, what if uh, Groundhog Day, but um, like At a wedding, way way more aware of itself. Yeah. Um, like, and I don't I don't mean that in a way that it's better. Mm. I mean that in a way that like, you know, it's it's when the characters really start interacting with the time travel process. Yeah. It, it's um, so. So if if Live Die Repeat, Tom Cruise was like an action version of Groundhog Day. That's not what that's called. It's called Edge of Tomorrow. It's called Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. I forgot that <laughs> because it's easily forgettable. Yes, it is. Um, Live Die Repeat. Yeah. It sticks with you. It does yeah. Um, Palm Springs is like is is the the more of a sequel to Groundhog Day yeah. than Live, Die, Repeat is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's modernised yeah. and it's given a, a fresh coat of paint, mm. um, a way more uh, kind of, a way less straightforward path of rom-com-ness. Mm. Um, and uh, like a, a definitely a, di- a different perspective. I mean, like, do, they, do they end up together at the end of I don't th- Palm Springs? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, could be wrong. But, uh, like, I can't remember what happens. I'm going to have to watch that movie again. Because I don't remember yeah. what happens at the end of uh, Palm Springs. But either way, like, it's... You know how you know how everyone's kind of uncomfortable with the, with the romance in, um, in Groundhog Day for quite a while? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, imagine that from... Oh, what's her name? Uh, is it? No, it's not Elaine. It's uh, the the, char- the 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 love interest in in um, Groundhog Day. I can't remember either either of the characters' names. Uh, yeah, no. Bill uh, Murray and uh, her <laughs> from Four Weddings and a Funeral. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, imagine th- th- that movie from her perspective. Yeah. Uh, like she's doing loops. Um, <laughs> just this, this guy amazing <laughs> on piano somehow <laughs> just suddenly yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who knows everyone in town <laughs> uh, but yeah um, it, very very good movie um, like and that comprises a wedding we should talk about the actual wedding aspect of these movies slightly more yeah probably. yeah um, because weddings are a great subject for comedy I think so. They're they're a, a good melting pot of different characters. Yeah, because everyone gets invited to the like the same place. Yeah, no matter how the people the person knows them. Mm. Um, so you can have that like 
comedy of expectations. Yeah. Like I know this person as a work colleague. I know you know this person as the the old uh, being sick in a bucket off the side of a uh, off the side of a ferry on the way to Magaluf sort of guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and that can be difficult to reconcile with and all that sort of thing. And then you've got like different families mm. uh, who may or may not get on very well. Um, the the coming together of worlds, the clashing of uh, yeah. kind of uh, those expectations. It's like trying to invite all your groups of friends mm. to one event. Yeah. You, you're not sure whether they're all going to get on or gel, or yeah. if it's going to be an awkward mess. Yeah, that's where the comedy comes from, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and and like same is if you go to one of these events, and, it, yeah. and it's like you're you are. Um, yeah, uh, Crazy Rich Asians is a oh, great yeah. example of this, mm. where you you go and uh, everyone here has a culture other than than your own, mm. right? Like everyone here has this like incredibly spendy, like very rich culture, yeah. and you are not that. Mm. Um, uh, like that's a fun wedding uh, wedding rom com. I'm still kind of annoyed at it for giving up on its like best direct like like directorial premise mm. which is the fact that um it starts off with this amazing sequence where everyone's sending messages to each other okay um like uh like sending texts to each other and you mm. see these arrows flying from one person ah. flying into the pocket of it's over the credits basically yeah yeah but um you see these arrows flying into the pockets of people's um like uh, like people's pockets and then you see a little a little flash of animation over their pocket like it's beep and you hear the beep okay. and then they all look at the phone and you can see you can actively see these people in the scene checking their phone and finding out this big piece of big piece yeah. of news um they then give up on that it's like straight away, away. yeah because like, it's, it's the title sequence yeah but it's so good tom <laughs> and it was the person who did um i've forgotten her name um, who did uh, in the Heights, Heights. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I have forgotten his name and I'm yeah. angry at myself for it um, but uh, the like he's so good at doing that kind of elevated reality bringing you know it's not you know big character titles it's yeah. not in that sort of like what's his name fucking Pulp Fiction and that sort of thing. Oh, Tarantino. Yeah, it's not yeah, in yeah. a ta- Tarantino-style, like, yeah. self-awareness. Mm. It's elegant. Yeah. Right? It's not in-your-face direction. No. It's like this just slightly elevates the, um, uh, kind of, this slightly elevates the narrative yeah. here. It doesn't, like, go, boom, here's the folder you're going to be opening about this story now. You're <laughs> reading a story. It's like, you just experience it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like that, and I wish he'd done it more, basically, is what I was yeah, annoyed at Crazy Rich Asians for. I really enjoyed the movie, but yeah, it just didn't do that. It was still uh, hold that against it. What was the last wedding you went to? The last wedding I went to? I don't go to many weddings. Yeah. Uh, but I did work a lot of weddings. Oh, yes. Um, uh, I, evidently, I'm not responsible enough a friend to, for people to invite me to their wedding. <laughs> I did for something like... Four or five years? Three or four, yeah, at least three yeah. or four years on the trot work. Weddings. In, 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 exclusively in, in, in places that did weddings. Yeah. Across like three different jobs. Yeah. Um, you saw all the different aspects of a wedding. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, so you do get the, like, it's, it's not 
uncommon mm. for the stuff that's happening in like rom-coms yeah. to happen at an actual wedding. I just want to say this to anyone planning a wedding. Your wedding ain't that special. <laughs> I've been to hundreds. I've been to hundreds. They're all a fucking They same. are very, very similar. Yeah. Most of them are very, very similar. But they all follow the same pattern. What What more can you do? All those tables are in the same place, I made sure. Yeah. Uh, all those tablecloths are the same. All those centerpieces are very slightly different. Like, but they all have the same, I don't fucking know, Swarovski crystals or those... Um, uh, uh, water absorbing like uh, jelly beads that you put the flowers in uh-huh. or like you know the vases aren't that different oh you what, what's that you went and you asked everyone for jam jars to put the flowers in um, at the centre of each table seen that five times this week literally yeah yeah it's it's it, your, your wedding ain't that special I'm yeah. sorry um, but uh, the <laughs> all, all all your tables are, are based on walks you've been on <laughs> seen that Exactly the same walks in some cases. <laughs> oh, that's all the... Oh, oh, they're all called... Um, oh, they're all the various places you visited when you went travelling together. <laughs> sometimes the same places. Oh, they're, they're sometimes the same places. Yeah. Oh, they're your favourite... They're about your favourite childhood books. Oh, <laughs> oh, sometimes the same books. What What books? What favourite childhood books? you got Wind in the Willows. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. uh, Beatrix Potter. The Magical Faraway Tree. Yeah, yeah. The same books. Yeah. The Bride Loves Flowers. Do they? Do they love flowers? Do they love flowers? Yeah. Every bride loves flowers. Every year. Every fucking year. Sorry, a bit cynical about weddings. <laughs> It'll happen to you when you have yeah. to work them for so long. When you've worked so many weddings and you know how they go, what the ins and outs are. You know what that means, though, Tom? Yeah. We are ripe for um, someone Making to, comedy. To, to bump into into someone who's going to change our opinion. Yeah. On, um, uh, I, I like kind of a Hallmark movie. That's our it's own gonna, rom-com. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. We're going to bump into someone who's going to change our opinion on marriage. <laughs> well, um... I have a funny story from a wedding I went to recently. Mm. Um, very nice wedding, very lovely. I think one of the groomsmen did a speech um, where it, it sounded like he, he was pretty. He knew, he knew what he was saying straight away yeah. and, and stuff like that. And then uh, it, as he was talking, he, he seemed to get more and more drunk, although he wasn't drinking. Mm. And And he was like, and then the line came out. This is just like the fucking time you gave me radiation poisoning. <laughs> Pointing at the groom. And then none of that was ever explained. <laughs> and like, I was so around was like, did you, did you hear that as well? <laughs> the radiation poisoning. The radiation line, poisoning yeah. bit. I want to know what that means. <laughs> Someone please explain to me the radiation poison- poisoning joke. Yeah, and I, ne- I never saw that groomsman again. <laughs> he died of radiation oh, poisoning. The whole night. He fell out a window. Yeah. Had he, had he pissed <laughs> off the Putin administration? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like some kind of James Bond scenario yeah. going on, yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is just like the time you gave me radiation poisoning, but I survived! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Try it. Yep, 
this uh, this arsenic is pretty good. Just blew me away. Yeah. That whole thing. like because he. <laughs> Like, one, there'd be no swearing up until this point, and then just two, bam, bam, swearing and just a hint of radiation poisoning, which, unexplained, unexplained for the rest of the day. Great. That's, that's what I love about weddings. <laughs> it's the radiation poisoning stories. Yeah. yeah. There's the r- random little moments like that where you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Especially if you don't know anyone there. Yeah. It's like all these in-jokes and you're like, I kind of want to know what's going on. I, um, I went to a, a... Last year I went to a wedding with um, one, of, one of Jenny's friends. Mm. And uh, um, that was that was quite good. Mm. Um, because a bunch of wedding guests turned up in a barge... Um, in a canal barge. In a canal barge. Yeah. Wow. We, the wedding was on the side of was in a field on like on the side of the Thames. Yeah. Um, and uh, just outside Oxford. Yeah. And uh, um, just <laughs> the, they picked the only field that could be accessible by barge. Luckily, <laughs> like they had to cater to those people. <laughs> it, it was a very compelling RSVP. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, you can always drive there. Oh, we can't drive. No, no, we we, we <laughs> don't no, drive. There's no point. There's no way that us eight eight, eight uh, of your closest friends could possibly get there in a car. No, I'm afraid we're coming in a barge, whether you like it or not. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna have to change the venue then. <laughs> Guess we're gonna have to get married next to the Thames rather than <laughs> you know uh, in a church or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.